I'm Cecile, and you're listening to Transit Lounge Radio at Lock-In 2018. It's wonderful to have you here. Thank you so much for joining me. And would you tell me a little bit, what was your talk about that you've just given? I gave a talk about a day in the life of 2030. So I sketched a sort of a vision of the future in 2030. So how do people live? How do we work? Uh, how do our, does our social life look like? Uh, how important is free time, leisure? Um, and all from a um, consumer trend level point of view. So which value shifts and which human needs are behind the changes we will have in the future. And so what are some of the key things that we have to look forward to in 2030? Like how will we be socializing? What kind of you know form will work take? I think uh, the biggest challenge is the fact that uh, we have to balance technology and humanity because uh, those two are actually sort of in a competition with each other. Uh, but the, the exciting things uh, of the future is that if we find that good balance, that we uh, can have sort of a seamless life. Uh, we have less loss of time. We have more because I truly believe that time will be the new currency, free time actually. Um, and we have more time to focus on our new skills because a lot of our known skills will be uh, gone. Um, but it offers us the opportunity to sort of have a personal search for what is it that we, what skills do we have we do not know about today because we don't, do not use them. I think um, when I was watching you to prepare, uh, you made a really nice comment, which is that it isn't about a digital life, but bringing something back into the real world. Yes, definitely. I believe um, I couldn't talk about all the trends that I uh, see and feel right now, but one uh, trend which I think is really important is I call it blobbing. It's a fact that we create sort of bubbles where we are not 100% uh, real because digitalization gives us the opportunity to create our own me. So I can be whoever I want to be, but I think the danger is that we lose who we are really are because we make ourselves that perfect, uh, uh, that perfect picture and we see how others live a perfect life, but it's only on social media. I hope and I see for the future that we start realizing more and more that that is not uh, who we really are and we want to leave something behind when we leave this world again. And that focus is becoming bigger and bigger, not how is my hair looking on this picture, but more like what can I tell people that I've done this weekend or that I contributed or that I made somebody happier or yeah I, I think that's so important that it's not this sort of shiny glossy idealized projection that you're sort of putting out into the world but actually it's some of the messy gritty not you know not really fully complete parts that you're not always like polished and lovely that you actually you know part of being human and alive is that we have to actually be vulnerable with each other and show uh, compassion as well and kindness towards towards each other because we're all kind of learning and we're all trying to make sense of it as we go along. Yeah, I, I fully agree with you. And that is also why I, I am an entrepreneur for... Um uh, for this is my fourth year now after my graduation I started my own company straight away and um, I I also share that comp uh, that story with everybody who follows me or who looks into my uh, business because I think uh, that vulnerability of showing that it's not always on only glamour it's also like finding yourself looking if what you do is really contributing to uh, whatever you want it to be if your message is being heard um, so I also share the struggles of entrepreneurial life or and also the female entrepreneurial life which is 
not to be pity, but sometimes that's really in this world uh, of big corporates, of innovation, that's also an extra challenge. So I share that to show and motivate people like, if you have a right message that can contribute to something better in this world, just go for it. And it's going to be hard sometimes, but it's also going to be very cool and satisfying. Exactly. You might find yourself in a uh, opera house in Vilnius talking to <laughs> incredible people. I mean, I think it's a really good point, especially that as women, you do have to stand up and claim space for your voice to be heard because it can be easy to let yourself get sidelined and also all listening to different voices. And how do you find inspiration? Where do you look outside the sort of known world to come up with ideas and to investigate the questions that you're looking at? I think actually the whole world is uh, inspiration and it's quite cliche. But what I mean with that is that you can find inspiration in anything. So it can be on the street, but it can also be uh, when I'm just in the house watching a documentary, reading a book. But what is the most important thing to me is to talk to other people, like-minded people, but also people with fully different opinions. Uh, mostly I like people best that come, or I like the people best. I like the fact that people who heard my keynote, which is also quite vision-focused, that they come to me and say, I don't agree with you on that. Because that is the best conversation you can have. You get a, an, a discussion and mostly a very good discussion. And from those different point of views, I get the most inspiration. I brought one trend also today. It's called Mishmash Society. It's focused on the fact that because you get knowledge and skills and insights and point of views from different people, uh, very diverse people. And I think that is the future merging different skills, different opinions together um, instead of doing it alone and opening up for other point of views instead of saying this is what I think and this is how it's going to be because in the end nobody exactly knows how it's going to be but I do believe we have the strength and we have the power to influence how tomorrow will look. I hope we do. I, th I think everyone here is like really actively seeking out ways to shape the future that we are all going to be living in. Like, how do we sort of apply these ideas into the lives that we're living now and actually make real changes in, you know, our day-to-day -day lives or the way that we relate to each other, the way that we make choices about our work, our social life? Uh, I think the main answer is education because if you look at technology, the biggest fear of people is not knowing. And that's when a lot of fantasies grow big. Um, so I think on one hand, it's educating people about what is really out there and what are the possibilities. And the other uh, is keeping the conversation alive. What, what do we want? How is it contributing to uh, our quality of life? Is it, is it contributing to our quality of life? And it's always asking ourselves the question, where do we want to be tomorrow? So it's partly awareness, but it's also being very critical about that what we are developing now is that to answer to our instant gratification or is it really answering a bigger issue like a really um, serious issue and, and that is also something that is connected with the the extreme consumerism we have nowadays so it's quite the the mind shift we have to make but i think it starts with education yeah because if people know more they can understand better 
Absolutely. And then you can have the shift of perspective and you can take the action in a different way. And so my last question, sadly our time is up, um, is what is your vision for the future and how do we get there? Uh, my vision is that we are going to be a more co-creative world. Uh, we're becoming more social in our own circles of trust. But we are realizing more and more that one voice is not loud enough. So we are connecting more. I also do believe life is becoming more, uh, is becoming more fluent more flexible so it's less static um, so it offers more opportunities to really search for what is making me happy um, and on the other hand I also still believe that technology is a tool to help some of the needs we have to answer that in current side guys because I also do not believe we will be a non-technology world but I think we um, we have to decide today or, or rather today, better today than tomorrow, who we, who we want to be in charge. Because I think we are at a point, if we wait a little bit longer, there's no choice anymore. I believe we will make the good choice and we will choose humanity over technology. I hope so. Thank you so much for joining me here Thank today. It was a pleasure. So